is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. So what does it mean to use old maps and to leak our energy. What in the hell is leaky energy? <laughs> I've heard of leaky gut, but I had never heard of leaky energy. And um, the term using an old map is something my husband and I heard from our therapists who we used to see. And you can also say using an old lens, looking at someone through the lens of the past. So what does this mean? How can we stop doing it? And what does it look like when we do this? So I'm going to use a situation from my own life that just happened yesterday. I was actually about to record an episode on when people pay, they pay attention. You know, the importance of spending money, investing money in courses or coaching, et cetera, if you want to actually get something out of it and the importance of the person creating the content to charge because people spend money on what they value and on what they can afford. And then <laughs> I centered myself, got ready to go. And I'm like, I don't think that's what I'm supposed to talk about today. Shit. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. I'd rather talk about when people pay, they pay attention because it's easier. But I told you I'm not here to get my hair done and neither are you. So let's talk about using old maps, looking at people and things and experiences in life through old lenses, past experiences, past pain and leaking our energy onto people. So it's interesting how this podcast is morphing. As it's evolving, isn't it interesting? We're talking more and more often about trauma. More and more often, we're mentioning somatic release and somatic work. More and more often, you're hearing me talk about the importance of releasing past pain and trauma. And if we don't, what happens? And I would say that that's by design, but not by my design. (laughs) As I'm growing and evolving, the content is growing and evolving. And thank you for coming along on this ride. I'll still throw in episodes on topics and hot topics and things that I think will be interesting for us to chew on. And I'm going to keep following my gut, as I think you should. So when we talk about leaky energy, okay, so leaking our energy, picture you standing there and you have like, let's say you have holes in you right? Or just spots where things are oozing out and leaking out. You can picture a cartoon version of yourself or, or, or me or you standing there, right? And, and you're standing across from me and picture me all of a sudden angry, 
my fists are clenched and my face is all scrunched up and my face is red. Like picture me angry and picture whatever you think would be hurtful, like either bullets or fire or lightning or stink bombs or whatever leaking out of my body, shooting out of my body at you. Now picture that I'm standing there, not with my fist clenched, not with my face clenched up and red and angry, but I'm standing there like I'm just sipping a glass of wine and still now picture those things coming at you. Or you can picture me standing there looking at someone else or looking at, let's say, the book sitting in front of me. I'm, uh, I'm standing in the kitchen and on, in front of me on the countertop, picture that there's a book. And I'm looking down at the book and I'm pointing my finger and it looks like I'm angry, but the anger is actually leaking out of me in the form of whatever you picture, fire, lightning bolt, bullets, daggers, whatever, but it's coming at you. That just came to me as I was talking. I don't know if it's making sense to you, but it makes sense to me that that's how I would describe leaky energy. I'm leaking my anger out. It's leaking out of me. I'm trying to hold it in. I'm trying my best to keep the ball under the water, keep the ball under the water, keep the ball under the water. Then, you know, I'm trying to act like everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. No, I'm just upset about my phone. It's just my phone, but I'm leaking my anger out at my partner, at my business associate, at my neighbor, at my friend, at the UPS guy, whoever. The things that I have not resolved, the trauma I haven't healed, I haven't released out of my body. Like what's the one, what's one of the best ways to do that with the breath? One of the best somatic tools, right? It's just breathing. Doing the things we've talked about, and we're going to have more experts coming on giving you lots more tools, but like breath work or simply hand to the chest, other hand to the belly deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. Exhaling, we've been talking about this and many of you, this is old hat for you. I get it. Some of you, it's new. So that type of breathing, you know, writing those angry release letters, punching a pillow. There's so many ways to get this out. If we don't, that threshold that we have, the tolerance we have for stress becomes very, very, very small. And so something sort of stimulates us. It could be we didn't have enough sleep or we ate too much sugar or we didn't sleep and we ate too much sugar. We aren't feeling physically well. Something's going on in our personal life. We have back pain. Whatever it is, something is causing us to also have a smaller threshold, a lower tolerance for stress. And then something happens that flips the switch in us. And everything that we're holding back that we haven't resolved, right? The things that we don't talk about, the things we don't even remember from our childhood, the events that took place 10 years ago with our ex or with our current partner, and we haven't truly forgiven them. Whatever is stuck in us, use whatever description you need to use to picture that pain in us. It doesn't have to be a huge trauma from when you were three. It could be that your partner lied to you one time five years ago, and you've never really forgotten it, which means you haven't forgiven, which means it becomes your lens. So those things that are in us, if we don't release them and heal them, will leak out, either while we're casually standing there drinking a glass of wine and pretending everything's fine, while we're walking around telling everybody, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, Mm -hmm, I'm fine, and we just looked a little stressed. Or we're in an argument about who didn't make dinner 
and our reaction is way bigger than is appropriate for the conversation, that's leaky energy, leaking our anger out. It's spilling out into other people. It's pointing at the wrong person. It's bigger than it needs to be. I know a lot of you do this and you don't know you're doing it or you've never admitted it because I know that I didn't even know I was doing this until our marriage coach pointed it out in me. Years and years and years of talk therapy, years of taking personal development courses and pushing myself to the edge of my edge and living on the edge and being proud of that and teaching mindset and coaching people. And I had no idea that I was doing this because I had no idea that I needed to do somatic work. I didn't even know what somatic work was. I didn't even know that when I was overreacting and screaming at my sweet, beautiful children when they were little because once again, they didn't clean up their room. I thought it was hormones. I thought it was that I was working all the time and not sleeping. I thought it was that we were in debt. I thought it was that I was married to an alcoholic. You're like, well, those are pretty good reasons. They are. Yet still, my response to my children having a messy room was completely out of line. Not as in shame on you, Jill, you're bad and wrong, but out of line, inappropriate, mismatched, out of proportion to what actually was happening. And by the way, when we do that to a child or a grown person, it affects the relationship. It affects whether or not they feel safe with us. It affects whether or not they feel safe in their own body if it's a child. It affects how they see us. So when I was doing that, I didn't even know that that's what was happening. And here we are all these years later, so much more insight, so much more inner work I've done, so much spiritual growth. And here I am with a podcast and I have people who have lots and lots of people who have paid me to be in coaching courses, et cetera. And I'm in a master coach program and I will be very, very transparent with you and standing in front of you naked and telling you I'm still doing the shit. Every fucking day, I'm learning more about myself. Every day, I'm realizing, oh my God, there's more. It's like those infomercials, but wait, there's more. I don't want there to be any more. Stop telling me, but wait, there's more. I just want it to be done. And you and I get to be in agreement here that growth is not an event. It's a journey. This inner growth, this work is a journey. And you're always going to be pushing up against your edge and then there's going to be a new edge and then there's going to be a new one and you've heard new level new devil whatever you want to call it it's the same game and that is not i'm wrong and i'm bad and i need to improve no it's i get to improve and oh wow that's different oh wow that's new hmm didn't know that shit that's uncomfortable or you can bury your head in the sand and not do any of this and just go live your life and not look inside and that's okay too Those of you in BU Collective, we don't live like that, do we? We want to do the hard stuff. We want to be better, not because we're broken and bad, but because we want a huge, big, amazing, impactful, powerful, juicy life. We want healing for us and our grandchildren's grandchildren. And we know that when we do that, we're going to cause those ripple effects for generations to come, don't we? So first of all, congratulations. So we've talked about the leaky energy where it comes from, how it looks, overreacting, yelling when you're like, why did I just yell at them? It's so easy to look past that, but I'm telling you, it's not going to go away. And I'll tell you what's not going to make it better to do what I did for years. I was so good about acknowledging and apologizing. I really would own my stuff. I would look at my kids and go, 
I am so sorry. I don't know why mommy does that. I should never have yelled at you like that. Please forgive me. I'm doing the best I can. I'm tired. I have a lot of stress and it's not your fault. And I love you. And this was not your fault. And I, I, I'm proud of myself for doing that. And it doesn't matter if you keep doing the behavior. I mean, it's better than not acknowledging it and apologizing, of course. But if you just keep doing it, what do you think that does? Whether you're in a relationship with a grown adult or a child, at some point, they're not going to trust you anymore. And at some point, they're not going to feel safe with you. And at some point, they're going to say, this is someone I don't really know that I want to be around because I don't know what's going to happen next. Maybe it's only every, quote, now and then that it happens, but it doesn't matter. It happens. So don't feel guilty if you've done this, but just this is, I'm just trying to get your attention here that it's something to look at. And if you have enough emotion in you that it's leaking out onto other people, imagine what it's doing to you inside. You and I both know that our emotions are energy and all of that is connected to our health. Every cell of our body is listening and, and responding to that energy. And if you and I are just stuffing it down and stuffing it down and stuffing it down, what do you think is happening? It's, it, it, picture it as like rotting inside of you. Where do you think dis-ease comes from? Disease, illness, fatigue, things like that. And I'm battling that right now. Again, to stand in front of you raw and naked, this isn't going to look good, but I'm not trying to look good. This would be a totally different podcast if I were trying to look good. Let me tell you what I know. Let me tell you how smart I am. Let me tell you what I've learned. And I could just recycle information and repeat and repackage, which is what a lot of people out there are doing. But then there are people who are raw and honest. And those are the podcasts I love. And so I'm being real with you by saying, I'm still doing this. My health symptoms that I was certain was breast implant illness, I truly believe now is not. I'm not I'm not 100%, but I'm about 99% sure. I'm still getting coaching and doing some things to reveal, have my body reveal to me what's going on. But these symptoms of fatigue and muscle aches and feeling like I'm getting sick, but I'm not sick. You know, it sounds a lot like Hashimoto's. It sounds a lot like autoimmune. And whatever someone wants to call it, I think I know the cause. And that is what we're talking about today. The cause is the same reason that my anger leaks out a lot less often, way less often than it ever did, but it does. Why I'm just listening to music and for no reason I start crying. Well, it's just because I'm an empath. Mm, well, maybe it's more than that. Well, it's PMS. Mm, maybe it's not. <laughs> I, a week ago, was in bed for, I don't even know, five or six days physically in bed because of these symptoms. So they're getting worse. And I believe it's because I'm about to have a huge up-leveling emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. I believe that's what's happening with me. But either way, I'm just admitting to you that I am still working on this stuff and still finding stuff under crevices and in corners. And it's, it's really something that never ends. But it's not a bad thing. I'm still living life and loving life and enjoying life. and seeing this stuff for what it is and seeing it for what it is is asking myself what is my body saying to me why am I flat on my back and fatigued and I'm not even 50 yet and I don't have any other health issues and all my blood work is perfect and don't if you message me and say well you haven't gone to the right doctor trust me I have 
naturopaths and chiropractors and healers and medical doctors and everything looks great. My body knows the answer and your body knows the answer, by the way. Remember, our body keeps the score and our body talks to us and our organs will weep if we don't listen. And that's what I believe is happening right now with me. This is a tangent, but it's related to the topic of this anger that's leaking out, the energy that's leaking out, the sadness. I still have so much somatic work to do. I've done a really, really good job of working from the neck up and doing tons of mindset work and spiritual growth, which is heart-centered, and not understanding how important somatic release is. You might be thinking, oh my God, here she goes again. Didn't you already have two other episodes on somatic release? Why do you keep talking about it? I keep talking about it because I can't stop talking about it because so much is linked to that for you and your friends and your family and your coworkers. And we just aren't talking about it enough. So you want like trauma-informed practitioners, people who get this. They've worked on their own shit, by the way. They've done their own trauma work. That's super important. My friend Victoria... She either said this on Instagram or or wrote it somewhere. I can't remember, but she was talking about what it means to have a trauma-informed coach or therapist. They are aware of the importance of somatic work. They've done their own, and they've done their own enough. They've taken themselves to every place that you need to go so they can safely and responsibly hold space for you to do the same. So you want to make sure you're working with someone who is trauma-informed. And you don't have to have trauma, you remember, by the way, to need to do and deserve to do somatic release. So that's leaky energy. That's what it looks like. That's where it comes from. It's probably happening to you pretty often. What about using old maps? I loved it when our therapist said that to us. My husband and I both realized, oh crap, we do that a lot. I'm looking at you through an old map. My childhood that was painful Without even knowing it, I'm bringing that into the present while I'm talking to my mother because I'm remembering her from 40 years ago, which is so unfair to her, especially if she's apologized and acknowledged, et cetera. We do this consciously sometimes because we like to hold grudges, but a lot of this and what I want to talk about today is when it's, when it's unconscious, we have no idea we're doing it. So, The reason you and I are pulling from the past and seeing people through old maps isn't just, oh, I want to hold a grudge. I'm mad at you and I haven't gotten over it. Okay, here's here's another more complex and more interesting, I think, and deeper reason for that. And that is that I have not released the pain and trauma that I'm either hiding or running from or I don't even know is there. And so it's causing me to have this myopic view, can't see the forest through the trees, et cetera. And I have a really narrow and low window of tolerance or threshold for stress. And I'm probably in like a hyperactive or maybe hypoactive state where like my nervous system is like, you know, Hulk brain, fight or flight, running from a tiger, screaming and yelling, heart racing, clenched jaw, headache, tight muscles in my shoulders, anxiety, whatever. Or it's hypoactive where my body has just said, I can't do that anymore and I'm fatigued and I'm depressed and I'm unmotivated and I'm tired and I just, I just don't feel like doing life. Whatever it looks like that causes us being in that state, I'll say untransmuted, I don't know, unprocessed stuff 
It doesn't just cause us. We've talked about head trash and seeing people through certain lenses and our stories. And we've talked about all that and, 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 and what about the old map part? Okay. So I'm not just seeing you through the lens of my own fear and insecurities. I'm actually using an old map, an old lens. I'm taking the past and putting it in the present. That's one of the key indicators of trauma is that I'm talking to you and without even saying the words and without even knowing it, I'm actually bringing past experiences into the present. I've done this with my husband so many times and he's like, I think you're, and I'm like, don't say it. Don't you dare say it. <laughs> he's trying to say, uh, pretty sure you're bringing the past <laughs> into the present. And I don't like hearing that because at the point of the conversation, I'm feeling triggered. My lid is flipped, right? I'm offline, so to speak. I may not be yelling, but I'm just not in a place to receive that. So when you and I haven't processed this stuff, we don't just have leaky energy and leaky anger. We see people through the past and we bring past experiences into the present to the point where we don't even know the difference. We'll even say things like that happened. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. And the person's like, it did not happen. My husband has said that to me many times. And I'm like, yes, it did. And I realize now that sometimes it did, but sometimes it didn't. It was something he said or did a long time ago. And my brain, my brain is doing this. I don't know it. My brain is taking those past statements and bringing them into the present and getting it all mixed up like spaghetti. And I can't tell the difference. You might say, how could a sane, rational, informed, conscious, intelligent person behave that way? Very easily is my answer. <laughs> it happens every day. You're doing it. Your friends are doing it. Your family is doing it. I'm doing it. It's just who's aware of it and who's not. And then once we're aware of it, who's doing something about it and who isn't? It's not a contest, but I mean, that's a really great question, I think. So I'll give you an example of what this looks like. So Yesterday, here I am again, naked in front of you, and I don't want to be naked, but I'm going to do it. So yesterday, um, my husband had forgotten that we have dinner plans tonight with two other couples, and these are plans that I, quote unquote, worked hard to make happen. Um, it's really not hard work, but it took a lot of time, you know, syncing up schedules of six different people. And the plans have been made for well over a month. I was excited that my two friends wanted to go. They suggested my favorite restaurant. I didn't even have to ask. And I, I, we, don't, we don't go out to eat a whole lot. So I was super excited. It's my favorite restaurant. And they even suggested that we get this table in the front window, which is, I've been there in there one time, I think. And I love that table. And so I was really excited. And I was also excited because over the last year with all of the craziness, and what's been going on in the world, the six of us have not been together in a year. And so I was excited for many reasons. Also, just excited to go on a date night. So we scheduled this and it was scheduled on the same night that my husband has golf league. But at the time he accepted the meeting request that was sent to him and he said it was fine. And we had a couple of quick chats about it being on a Thursday night, whatever. He doesn't remember that. Whether or not that happened, the point is, he forgot that we had the plans. And then when my friend's husband ran into him yesterday and said, hey, I'll see you at dinner tomorrow night, he was like, oh, what? And there's a reason I'm giving you all this detail. And so my husband said to the hu other husband, oh, crap, I've got, I've got golf league. Like, I'm going to have to get a sub. And I just subbed out last week and it doesn't 
not something I really feel good about doing. I'm wondering if maybe we could just eat where I'm playing golf and just push it out and do it later so that way I can do both. There's actually nothing wrong with saying that. In his conversation with me, he suggested that and my switch got flipped. I flipped my lid. I went offline. Whatever word you want to use, I had a trauma response. I know some people listening are going to go, oh my God, a trauma response. Why do you have to use those words for I got pissed off? Because I think it's important to understand that when people get pissed off like that, it is a trauma response. We need to normalize this language because that's really what's happening. Again, it doesn't mean you're like, oh, I remember when I was five. No, that's not it. It's just your brain and body remember something. It could have been one experience when you were a freshman in high school. Could have been anything. Anyway, my response to him was essentially, I can't believe One, that you didn't remember. I can't believe, two, that you would try to hijack the plans and push them back an hour and a half, change the location, and suggest that to one of the other husbands. When I planned all this with my two two girlfriends, like, you don't get to do that, and why would you want to do that? Well, here's the deal. It's a combination of things, but essentially, it was a miscommunication. He has had a lot on his mind lately with business, and he didn't remember that it was a big deal. He didn't know that it was planned a month ago. He just said, yeah, sounds good agreed to the meeting request and had not started golf yet. And it happened. It's not a big deal. Why did it feel so bad for me? Why did I feel like I was going to cry? Literally felt like I was going to cry. I could feel the tears welling up. I could feel my chest getting tight. I could feel my throat closing. And I even thought to myself, what the hell? Why am I feeling like this? Well, with the work I'm doing right now, I knew I I could feel that it was my nervous system was was saying to me, uh, red flag, red flag you know, here you go. It's it's coming. You're getting to the edge here. You're getting to the edge of that aroused nervous system, that arousal state. You can try to regulate yourself or you can go offline and you're going to freak the hell out. So when you get those signs, and they're different for everybody, your chest might tighten up, your palms might get sweaty, you might get tightness in your shoulder. And maybe let's just stop for a second. Ask yourself, when I start to feel like really, let's just use the word upset, what do you feel physically in your body? What's the first thing that happens? What do you notice? Your belly feel queasy? Do your muscles tighten up? Do you feel like you want to like crack your neck? Do you feel like you can't take a breath? What happens? That's your body cueing you that something is being triggered deep down that has nothing to do with what's going on or it's connected, but you're bringing the past into the present. So, in this situation with my husband, I had this response and this reaction, and this went on for a while. And we talked back and forth and made voice messages back and forth, and I just wasn't able to process it. I did what I want you to start doing, and it's not easy, and it's not fun, and nobody wants to do it. It's like you know, telling someone to go do core workouts or <laughs> go do 10 burpees. Yeah, I don't think so. I would much rather just go get a Coke. So I did the emotional equivalent of burpees for me. <laughs> I stopped, I paused, hand on that nurturance canal, you know, that belly area, other hand on my heart center, lots of deep breathing, could feel the tightness in my chest. I didn't want to do that, guys. I didn't want to, but I, I did it because I'm trying to grow and I'm really, really trying my best to move through this and mature and not let the past come into the present. When I did that, that's when I realized, oh, there's a lot more because tears started coming. 
And I'm like, okay, I am certainly not crying because of this whole dinner. And when my husband would say to me, which by the way, let me give you and your spouses a clue here. (laughs) I know my husband's listening right now and he knows better now, but don't say to the other person, it seems like you're overreacting or this reaction doesn't seem, I think you're triggered. So that's the last thing you should say to somebody while they're feeling that way. You can say it later when they've calmed down. Just know it yourself as it's happening and do what you can to help kind of ground them. So anyway, once I realized there was more, this is why it's important to have a coach and to have mentors and to have people that you can access. And actually it ties into the episode I said I was going to do before. When people pay, they pay attention. So we paid a lot of money for a coach and I'm grateful that I have him. And so I reached out to Steph and I just said, okay, this thing came up and I don't want to hide from it. I don't want to run. This is what happened. And I really want to work through it. And he suggested doing what's called the Imago Dialogue. I share my feelings. My husband acknowledges what I hear you saying is. And then I share, 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 share. And he says, what else? Is there anything more? Is there anything more? What else? He just holds space. And then we flip and do the same thing. And we don't do that enough. We've been told to do that a hundred times. <laughs> We're working on it. In this situation, why am I rambling on and on about this example? Because I want to take this podcast episode and bring it to life and show you what it looks like or it could look like in real life. This is a real thing that just happened to me yesterday and last night. So all that happened, did some more processing, released, which means I you know, cried and let, let the emotions out. And then I thought I was good. I went home and I was chatting with my husband and I got some guacamole out and some fresh salsa and some corn chips. And I rarely drink. And I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to have a drink. And it wasn't like, I'm miserable. I have to escape. I just, I thought it'd be fun. So by the way, I'm not endorsed by this company and this is not a plug, but there's this cool company. I saw an Instagram ad. I think it's called WithCo, W-I-T-H-C-O. And it's pure, clean mixes for drinks that you can buy. And then you just buy the, you just add the alcohol, by the way. And I tried the margarita mix and it was amazing. So I made myself a little margarita on ice, took a few sips, and we started talking. And I just felt all this emotion coming up. Remember before I said to picture someone standing in a kitchen? Where do you think I came up with that? <laughs> we were standing in our kitchen. And I lost my shit. And I'm not happy I did it. I'm embarrassed it happened. I feel badly. I feel so badly that I leaked that onto my husband. It's like throwing a bunch of shit sandwiches literally at somebody. It's so funny. In our Elementum course, our master coaches, Christine Hassler and Steph, and Steph happens to be our marriage coach, they had a podcast together the other day. And Christine said, you know, it's like taking a sandwich and either throwing it someone's face, their head, or handing them a beautiful tray and offering them the sandwich. And I basically took a bunch of sandwiches with poop inside of them and threw them at my husband's face. So I got very upset and I started yelling. And I wasn't yelling at him. I was yelling really to myself in front of him, but I'm sure it felt to him like I was yelling at him saying, I'm just so tired of feeling this way. I'm so sick of feeling this way that you don't hear me and you don't see me and I'm screaming. Now, what do you think my two biggest stories from childhood are? I wasn't seen. I wasn't heard. Hmm, that's convenient. So this is what we do. By the way, another left turn, but you probably know this, but if not, I'm going to remind you. 
where I'm going to tell you, if you've never heard this, that you and I will unconsciously, subconsciously, unknowingly choose partners, life partners, who will help us heal the trauma we never healed when we were children. So I married someone who was in his head and it's really hard for him to get to his heart and who was raised in a household without any emotion whatsoever and who unintentionally, unintentionally, by the way, has difficulty really seeing people, like really seeing them. And that's a gift to me because that the reason that I met someone and married someone who has that trait or habit or characteristic or pattern, I should say, pattern, is so that I could come up against that and come against that and come up against that and come up against that and boom, that hurts and boom, that hurts and shit, I hate that and I hate that and uh, so that I can heal it. And that's what's happening with you as well. You're bumping up against it for a reason. Why is nothing changing? I think I'm just going to get a divorce. Okay, you could. There's nothing wrong with divorce if that's what you really feel is best and you've really thought it out, blah, blah, blah. But what if running and hiding isn't the answer? What if you're bumping up against it because you're bumping up against yourself, your own self? He is your mirror. She is your mirror. And it hurts and it sucks and it's beautiful and it's a gift. It's a gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) So I had that explosion. And again, I'm being transparent and I don't want to be right now. It was not good. I mean, it was, well, there's no good and bad here, but you know what I'm saying. This wasn't like, oh, I'm really upset. Stomp of the foot. This was me screaming Okay, and some of you who've never been exposed to that kind of emotion are a little freaked out right now, and I get it, right? Your threshold is pretty low for that, and you were never raised around that. I, I That was normal for me as a child, so I have a very high tolerance for that. Anyway, there were some things on the countertop in front of me, and I pushed them off of the countertop with a lot of force, and one of them knocked into my glass, and it broke the glass, and I didn't care. And I like a child, because this is what we happens when we're, happens when we are upset, guys. Picture a child with a temper tantrum. I stomped off. But then when I went back to the bathroom, I had a choice. And I did the grounding again. I did the deep breathing again. I did the hand on the heart, blah, 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 blah. I looked at myself in the mirror. I talked to myself. I talked to God. I did all the things that we talk about in BU. And I realized what was really going on, but I didn't want to tell him because my ego was involved. I know this is a long tangent, but this is connected to using old maps and bringing the past into the present. It's also about the leaky energy, but right now we're talking about the past and the present. What did it have to do with the past? Well, one, as a child, I felt unseen and unheard. Never got to go out to eat, ever. Always wanted to. And this was exciting that I was making these plans for us, and it was bringing all that back. And here's the other part. There was something going on in my life that has nothing to do with this situation where my oldest child who is raising her sweet little baby with us at home is ready to leave the nest, which is healthy, by the way. She's 22. She should. And I'm extremely attached to little Rocco. I'm going to (sighs) cry. I'm so attached to him. 
Some of it is a very, very predictable and healthy attachment. Some of it is not. And I'm aware of that. And so I thought they were moving out in September. My husband happened to see a place that looked good for her and it came up online. He showed it to her. She was excited. And there was an appointment last night to go look at it. And I did not want her to go and I didn't want to go. And I said, I think I'm just going to stay home and make dinner. You guys can go. And he said in the text thread, I really think you need to be there. And instead of me honoring myself and what I needed and saying, that's not going to work for me, which is what I tell you we should be doing. What did I do? I went back into my little girl mode and I said, okay, got it. Good girl. And I went against my heart and I just wasn't ready for that. So when I got so upset about the whole dinner thing, what was really underneath that, besides it triggering some old stuff I already mentioned, was that underneath that I had anxiety and angst and sadness and unresolved feelings all day long about the fact that my daughter was going to be going to look at a place and move out as a single mother at 22 with a child alone without me and they wouldn't be in my home anymore and I wouldn't get to wake up to him every day and 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 just a lot of complex feelings for me that you may or may not understand and I'm not asking you to and I'm okay if you don't but when you and I haven't resolved trauma, but we also haven't even processed just current events. That whole situation with her is not trauma. That's something that I've been unwilling to talk through, process through, and feel my way through. I've been avoiding it. It's not going to happen. Look the other way. She's never moving out. It's all good. Totally unhealthy. So I had all of these unprocessed feelings around what was going on with my daughter. And because I was avoiding it, it leaked out in a conversation that seemed to be about a restaurant and about him forgetting. When the truth is, when we were first in relationship together and first married, he did not see me. And he will tell you that. He'd, he'd be okay with me saying this in front of you. We're gonna, actually, I'm gonna have him on here in a couple of weeks to talk about the growth in our relationship. But my husband, because of how he was raised and because how he lived his life, which was as an avoidant person, he didn't see me and my needs didn't really matter very much. It was all about him. My husband's such a giving, wonderful person. And many times we show up as not our true self. So he didn't show up as his true self in the beginning of our relationship. So what happened? I saw him that passed him in the present conversation. So picture me in the kitchen. I was leaking my energy out at him for all the reasons I described unresolved trauma, the issue going on with my daughter that I hadn't processed through, the fact that I said no to myself and I went to the damn appointment anyway. All of that was my issue, but it leaked out onto him because it was repressed. Picture stuffing the ball under the water, hold the ball under the water, under the water, under the water, can't do it anymore. And the other thing that was happening is that I was seeing him through an old map, through an old lens. The old husband the old stuff he used to do, which he would never do now. I don't even recognize the old him compared to the new him. I was seeing my sweet, wonderful, generous, loving, attentive husband through an old map and an old lens. I was doing that for a couple of reasons. I still haven't completely processed and forgiven the old stuff, which by the way, isn't horrible, but it triggered 
old stuff from my childhood that has nothing to do with him, which is not his responsibility. Isn't this interesting how it works? But I hadn't processed that. So in the kitchen, I was using that map, that lens. I was looking at him through that. Do you see? So that's why it was such a big freaking deal. And he's like, what the hell? Why? He's thinking to himself like, why is she so upset? He knows better now not to say that. He used to go, why are you so upset? (laughs) So I hope this is landing for you. I'm just going to wrap up by just bringing myself back home too, to make sure we're all on the same page. So you and I are in the kitchen. You are my husband. We're standing there and you already know that I'm upset about you forgetting the plans. You think it's resolved. I think it's resolved. And for whatever reason, you don't see it coming, but I start pelting you with sandwiches, throwing things at you. Daggers are coming at you. Where is this coming from? I don't even know where it's coming from at the time, but I just know that I need to get it out. And so in that conversation, two things are happening. One, it's leaky anger, leaky pain, leaky energy because of unresolved stuff, unresolved from childhood, unresolved from earlier in our relationship and unprocessed current event stuff that's been going on. Then the second thing is that I'm taking the past years ago and unknowingly bringing it into the present. You don't see me. You don't really see what I need. You're not honoring me. He is. He just forgot about the plans. He didn't see you like he probably should have. Yeah, he should have remembered that, but it's not that big of a deal. So I was seeing him through that old behavior, through that old lens. And when you and I do that, we don't get to see the person for who they are. And imagine what it feels like to not be seen for who you are. Oh, wait a minute. You don't feel seen? Hmm, I don't either. You see what we do? Now, here's a deeper layer. As I did more, I'll call it just processing, just talking to my my gut, my heart, my intuition, God, breathing, just really all the things we've been talking about for the past six months. It's not, it's not complicated stuff, guys. You don't have to go take a meditation class. You don't have to, I used to think it had to be fancy. It was very simple stuff. Then my awareness, my heart, God said to me, you don't feel like he is seeing you, not just because you're seeing him from the past, but you don't feel like he's seeing you because you are not seeing you. You don't feel like he's honoring you because You are not honoring you. Ouch. That was my biggest lesson. So today we've talked about using old maps and seeing people through old lenses and our anger and pain and past wounds leaking out onto other people. And the bonus material (laughs) that just came through was that Whatever we are not getting from other people is what we are not giving ourselves because life is how we see it, not how it really is. People are as we see them, not as they really are. We say, they aren't giving me this, they aren't doing that. How are you showing up that way? I'm asking myself that. And my question that God answered so clearly last night was, Jill, that's because you aren't taking care of you. That's why you're so angry right now. You're projecting. So besides leaking anger onto other people, you'll project onto other people. And that's what I did. 
I projected everything that I'm not giving myself onto my husband as if it's his responsibility. Of course, it feels good for your spouse to see you and love you and honor you and take care of you. They should. But you and I have to do that for ourselves first. Because they, if not, it will never be enough. No matter what. And that's why he's always felt like it's never enough. It's not ever enough. And it's never going to be enough because I'm not giving it to myself. So me feeling sick lately and in bed and the fatigue and the things I described earlier, it's all the unprocessed stuff and it's me not taking care of me. It's me taking care of everybody else. It's me worrying about my children and worrying about my grandchild and trying to rescue and trying to save. (laughs) You know, you're like, why am I listening to someone who's supposedly a coach and they still have so many issues? (laughs) Let me tell you, every single therapist, coach, it doesn't matter who they are, no matter how much work they have done, they still have shit upon shit upon shit because they're human. The difference is some people tell you and some people don't. And of course, there are people who are further along than me. Like, you know, my, my, our relationship coach, Steph, and his wife, Christine, decades beyond my husband and I when it comes to the inner work. So they have less shit, but they've got shit still and they talk about it. They still have arguments. They still have triggers. They still have old fear that comes up. They still have things they need to process. Another reason, I think, to listen to someone who's not just being a student, but they're being a teacher, is are they willing to be honest and share their own stuff? And that's what I'm doing here today. So I know this took a few loopy loops, and it was a bit like a maze, but just remember those three main takeaways, those main bullet points. Or if we don't process the stuff, if we don't forgive, if we don't heal, we're going to leak that stuff onto other people or project it. And we're going to see people and events and experiences through an old lens and using old maps. And then the bonus material is, but wait, there's more. What about you? How are you seeing yourself? How are you showing up? Maybe that's why you're seeing everything the way you are. What can you give yourself that you feel other people aren't giving you? Be your own medicine.